3: All right, back at Hollywood Kia, 3 o'clock hour here on Hockman & Crowder. Hollywood Kia, home of the no-dealer fee. That's why Hollywood Kia is number one. Today is also a Ticket Wizard Tuesday. Traffic tickets happen to everyone. Don't let it ruin your day. Go to TicketWizard.com. Stop worrying about it. Five minutes could save you more than $500 on your next ticket. We have scarfed down some za during that commercial break. Mitchell, the GM here, brought in a couple of these zas that are just huge, crazy. Well,
0: you know, they mighty, why they Why you make a pizza that big?
3: All? Going to town on them, and then he, uh, you know, got a little cutesy. A couple of salads, and I told him, no one's gonna eat a salad. Nope. And uh, as I uh, had expected, the salads are sitting here.
0: <laughs> I uh, take them home. <laughs> they're just just sitting there. I'll take one to Big Randy. Randy back in town? Yeah, Randy came back uh, yesterday. Oh, very Yeah, maybe Randy came back in town to help through the Super Bowl because I got to travel a lot and do all the crap. So, yeah, I'll take him a salad. He'll cuss.
3: He watched the uh, – was he here for the Dolphins game on Saturday night?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he watch the Tampa game because he played for the box. He did. He was excited last night. We watched that game together. A little too late for Randy, though, because the beer starts at noon. So he was happy till halftime, and then he was sleep. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I love about Randy is watching the game with him. Is he has no like, he he might have t- some disdain towards the Dolphins a little bit, but he's just honest about it. So you watch the game. Chan, they soft man. Look at look at them just letting them run through. And like I, you know, say we talk about it every day. So I think I try to, I try to look glass half full with the Dolphins. Randy was killing him during the does, game. Does he
3: understand the game still? Yep. Is it similar enough to when he played? Certainly his position. I mean, just protect people. But um, is it is it so different that he can't even stomach watching what he's watching?
0: Um, The passing gets to him, especially like on second and three. And he'll say stuff like, Second and throw, you're going to throw a deep one, huh? That makes no sense. Like, he'll say stuff like that, <laughs> but the run game's the same. Right. So as he watches, the, the like, the line, he gets so pissed off when they break a run. Why is the champ Look at the 97 just high? Look at him just a 94 swimming. Why? What's he swimming for? The man is running there. He gets mad about the Like, the defensive line pisses him off watching the game. What
3: does he think of the tush push?
0: <laughs> you know what? i got to ask him because I know the answer is going to be. Fine. I haven't talked to him about the touch-push, but he was snapping. He was snapping on Crystal Wilkins in the run game. I do remember that because Kristen tries to run around block to use his speed where Randy's like, back in my day, you man up. Right. Just a man pushes you, you push his ass back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't yeah. try to get around him. <laughs> you go you through him. stand your ground. Yeah. He, he really gets mad about the run game.
3: Anyway, we'll talk plenty of dolphins today and really – every day because this is going to be a uh a very interesting off season we talked with Cugno in the last hour it really is a a lot of decisions are going to have to be made by chris greer and stephen ross and mike mcdaniel and it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because i would submit to you this is the best dolphins team we've seen in the longest time we had sound yesterday of tyreek hill he he, he was gaming yesterday and and live streaming, and he was talking, and he was like, hey, it's only been two years. We're markedly better than we were. Don't lose any kind of faith in Coach McDaniel. And, like, I get it, though. You watch Houston or you watch, I was saying to Solana yesterday, Detroit, and you see the jubilation of winning a playoff game, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to be patient anymore. Like, this team is too good to end the season without a playoff win. Yeah. And I get that, but also I would submit to you that's one of the reasons that you can't make wholesale
0: changes because they're a really good team. And can you upgrade? That's the answer of Chris Greer. Can you upgrade? Mike, Mike McDaniel, can you upgrade? Dolly. Dale God bless. Dolly. Dale.
3: We cannot upgrade Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy.
2: You're welcome. And I think it's time. Let's go, Marlins.
3: (laughs) Let's go, Marlins. You know, driving down here today, Mm -hmm. I believe I saw a billboard for Marlins Fan Fest. I think Marlins Fan Fest is is coming up. Like, is it coming up in January?
4: I got to be honest.
0: I have no idea. I think Uh, I saw
3: a billboard today.
0: Started staying at the screen, looking at Jimmy, type real fast. Hmm. I don't know. I was in Marlins Stadium Sunday. We were. Yeah, little Chan played an exhibition baseball oh, game that'd there. That'd be cool. Yeah, went two for two, made him a play, stole a base, played well. Then he's gonna ask me, "Is there anybody from the Marlins watching?" Like Chan, you're twelve.
3: <laughs> yeah, Actually, January twenty-six, Friday, January wow. twenty-six. That's crazy. So Jimmy's right on, man.
0: They don't start recruiting at twelve.
3: Yeah, if you live in the Dominican Republic, they do. I
0: about to say. He pitched. He struck out one of two. Yeah, he did his thing. Just put him on the radar. Let uh, let the Marlins know. Um, They had one concession stand open, and they were selling beer. (laughs) Time of your life. I was so loud in that stadium. Uh,
3: Let's get headlines here. Start out the 3 o'clock hour with Solana, and then I'll get your take on some of the Dolphins, the pressing issues regarding our Miami Dolphins. Here are your headlines with Alejandro Solana.
4: They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. So the question becomes, what do the Miami Dolphins, Chris Greer, And uh, Mike McDaniel, Stephen Ross, what do they do with Tua, Christian Wilkins, among several other players? Uh, Do you guys want to hear more from Chris Greer? I know we played some sound yesterday, but on Christian Wilkins and, uh, you know, the question of whether or not they're going to pay him and bring him back next season.
0: Yeah. We've always talked here in the past. uh, Our goal is to keep as many good players here as we can. Um, They both earn the right to be free agents. Um, Christian and I actually had a really good conversation today. I uh, very happy for him. You know, he bet on himself after uh, a summer of negotiations where, uh, you know, we made a couple offers and one we felt very good about was fair and he and his representation said as much, but uh, we couldn't close that gap at the end. And
1: so he bet on himself and uh, paid off for him. Very happy for him. Um, so we'll stay in communication and, and see. Um, where this ends up, but he earned the right to be a free agent. And, uh, again, I'm happy for him. We drafted him here, developed him here, and, and uh, uh,
0: the type of person we're looking for. So we'll, we'll see what happens.
3: Wilkins going to get paid. Big I hope money. it's here. I hope it's here. I like him a lot.
0: Big money. Is he Quentin Williams? Is he Chris Jones? That's talk, That's million, $25 million a year. Do they give Christian quarterback money? I don't know, but I think Christian is not, you know, cliche, Christian's a guy you brought in, you drafted, you evaluated. Chris Greer just said it. You developed him. Right. You made his, he made his name in Miami. Christian should be a Jason Taylor. He should be a Zach Thomas. I agree. Christian should leave here when he's 13, 14 years in the league, and then he goes somewhere else and comes back to retire at Dolphin. I think Christian, over Tua, over like you can throw some names out. Christian should be the face of the defense for a long time. Agreed. So the
4: Miami Dolphins they will have the number twenty-one overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft after yesterday's um, AFC Wild Card and NFC Wild Card playoff
0: games.
3: All right, talk fat, about that
0: fat person. You think fat person a cornerback?
3: Well, that's when I say you think.
0: Yeah, mm. fat person a cornerback because this thing, this Cam Smith I don't even I've seen him on special teams. Ooh,
3: I mean, uh, well, I have to know what happened between him and Vic Fangio or him and Mike McDaniel. He doesn't know.
4: Or... Fangs doesn't trust. Like, he's, he's been pretty honest, straightforward about it do you in think uh, press conferences. Like,
3: like, do you think it's complete honesty, like he's just lacking in certain areas, or do you think there's something greater there? I mean, that's a high draft pick. To
0: not be able to sniff the field? I've heard both sides of that. I've heard there's off-the-field stuff for his focus and his concentration isn't where they want it. Then I heard, like, he just gets roasted at practice. So – but getting roasted in practice might have something to do with your off the field preparation. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard both, of that, both sides of that for people, but to draft a guy that high and him not to touch the field, Whew. Hawk, I could run down on punt right now. <laughs> right. 40 years old, put me at well, left that, guard. That's what I'm
3: saying. Like, if, if he's not even on special teams, then they're making a point mm-hmm. of saying, yeah, you, like, you're, you're not going to be on the field.
0: You're no egg monogamy. But even he was on special teams. It's just when you're a healthy scratch, whenever you're a healthy scratch, yeah. that's what gets to me. Yeah. The, t- the team Especially has you. Especially when watched it's at a you. position where you have need. Cater-Cohu gets burnt for three touchdowns against Buffalo early. We still don't want you to cover anybody. That's when you're, the, the, the healthy scratches show me it might be more than football.
4: You When you're playing for a guy like Vic Fangio, you have to buy into his system. You have to buy in – to what he's selling, which a bunch of other teams have adopted around the NFL, right? And if you don't, if you don't earn his trust that you'll do exactly as he says, even if it goes against your instincts, right, Crowder? Then he's just not going to trust you. And, hey, we know the old,
3: they're stubborn. Wasn't that the Minka Fitzpatrick problem? Is like Brian Flores was like, hey, here's what you're doing. And he's like, "Nah, I want to do
0: that. That's not what I do. That's not what I do best. Right. This is what I do best.
4: Yeah, until you got to Pittsburgh, and then oh, I'll do whatever you want me to do, Mike Tomlin. Okay, no, Minka. he didn't. They, okay, they, they
0: traded for him, Solana, to put him in the best situation, let him run free at oh, free safety. Stop. If you don't remember, I remember this. We actually, I think, when he got traded, we might have, we were at Dave and Buster's or something. We talked about it. They kept trying to put him in all these dumbass nickelback situations. He went to Pittsburgh. They put him in free safety, and he goes to Pro Bowls, becomes an All Pro. I remember what happened, Solana. I was there.
4: Yeah, we remember what happened here, though what you're forgetting is that he went to Pittsburgh and he played in those nickel and dime packages. No, he, he did whatever doesn't. the hell Pittsburgh wanted him to he do. He never phony. played
0: the nickel. That's his thing is I'm a safety. I'm not a corner. I'm not a nickel. I'm a safety. And that's what Mike made him into an all pro safety.
4: Most overrated player in the history of the NFL is Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> he'll never be Troy Polamalu, Minka.
0: Hell. There's not many people. That'd be Troy Palomalu. <laughs> Lower the bar. Will he ever be Jeremiah Bell?
4: <laughs> um, so the Miami Heat yesterday, they beat the Brooklyn Nets 96 to 95. Guys, they scored thirty-one total points in the first half. Thirty-one, which ties an NBA low for points in a first half. You know who said it? The Hornets two nights ago against hmm. Miami. So they hold the Hornets at thirty-one points in the first half. Less than 24 hours later, they do that. They go 0 of 12 from 3. And then in the third quarter, they drop 37 points. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bama Adebayo, 71 points combined. The Heat get it done in overtime, but they get it done last night. They'll play the Raptors tomorrow night in Toronto.
3: We should, uh, we should give some props to Eric Reed. Did you see this, Solana?
4: Yeah, I did see this.
3: Eric Reed, uh, he wins the florida sportscaster of the year award 2023 nsma award winners florida sportscaster of the year eric reed Bally sports miami we love e reed Reed's good love watching the games when he's calling the game even when they're on national tv i always default to the Bally sports sun broadcast i love uh, karate as well mm-hmm. but congratulations eric reed I'll be there Friday, E-Reed. Holler at me. That's right.
4: Come over. I sit right next to E-Reed. Come over, Crowder. Come sit next Never. to me. Never.
0: <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> 108, eighth row. No, I'm good. I like Where my seat. Where are you seat. at again? I like my seat. 371? No. No. I'm <laughs> in the broadcast booth. The Dr. Jack <laughs> Ramsey bo- broadcast you, you got something Senate. to lean on behind you. It's called the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Way up top.
4: The Panthers, they'll play the Red Wings tomorrow. They lost last night. Um, or yesterday afternoon, I should say. They had a 4-2 lead. They ended up losing in overtime. Still get the point. Canes Hoops will host FSU tomorrow at the Watsko Center. UM versus
3: FSU. You know who will be in net for the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night against the Panthers? Alex Lyon. Alex Lyon. Yeah. How about that?
4: And this is big news for uh, for nerds like me. EA Sports, their college football game that they've been promising us for over a decade. It's just been announced it's planned to launch July 12th, 2024. So just, what is that? Uh, July's the seventh month, so, so like, just six months away.
3: I can play as Cam Ward. Tearing it up for the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. Let's go! 5 and 7. We talking about it. <laughs> it just won.
0: It just won the off season again.
3: Undefeated. Oh. Gotta start hanging it, banners for off season wins.
0: I heard that all the players are getting $500 for being on the game. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yeah. They, no matter who you are, you're getting $500 for making the game. And I remember – remember, I was on the air. We were yep. together when I thought that EA Sports Check was coming from the first college yep. football thing, and it was $378 for two years or something like that. Like, yeah, man. What did you do with it? Do it at Tutsis.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Worth it, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ain't been to Tutsis lately. You want to check it out? <laughs> Thank you, electronic arts. $678. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Your weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866 954 more. YourAccidentAttorneys.com. Free consultation 24 7. Partly cloudy. It's around 80 degrees. That is your weather.
3: All right. We're at uh, Hollywood Kia. Be here till 6 o'clock. Javon Holland usually joins us here on Tuesday. Was unable to make it today, but uh, we're going to talk plenty of dolphins and, uh, and do our thing out here till 6 and uh, eat some za. Pepperoni-za.
0: You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder
3: Show. Jimmy, you know what the tornado maneuver is? Hawk and Crowder.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Here's what Mike Florio writes on profootballtalk.com. Salty Tua is, in the opinion of many, the best Tua. This off-season, some of that salt could be directed to the front office if a decision is made to delay the negotiation of a new contract with the Miami quarterback. And again, I'm of agreement here. Like, I think Tua waited this entire season. Mm -hmm. Everyone in his draft class has gotten their money. I think they better come to him quickly, and if they don't, you might see Salty Tua. Last year, the Dolphins picked up the fifth-year option on Tua's rookie contract. It gives him a fully guaranteed salary of $23.17 million. For 2024 with no security in 2025 or beyond. Last year, Tua didn't clamor for a new contract, even as other quarterbacks taken at the top of the 2020 draft, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert got massive second deals. And while Tua started every game and led the NFL in passing yards with 4,624 this season, the Dolphins sputtered down the stretch and beyond a Christmas Eve win over the Cowboys, failed to win a game against a good team all year. And now you watch the Cowboys, and you don't even know if they were a good team. <laughs> From Miami's perspective, the first question is whether to make a long-term commitment, and the second question is the price of it. What's fair and appropriate for Tua for a long-term deal? With the market at $55 million per year, does Tua get $30 million? 35 million. What would happen if he were available to any other team? Would they clamor or would there be crickets? Mm. For Miami, the approach might be to make a good but not great multi year offer and to see whether he takes it. If he doesn't, they'll have the franchise tag for 2025 or they could use the transition tag. At a lower one-year number while also preserving the right to match any other offer, the Dolphins also could let him hit the open market and see what happens. Really, what would happen? Much of that depends on what happens next year. Can he stay healthy for a second straight season? Can the Dolphins get farther than the first round? That's information the Dolphins might need before breaking the bank for a player who possibly has a hard ceiling on how far he can take this team.
0: My my thing my thing about this Hawk is that whole thing about a salty player. What does that even mean? If he plays for twenty three million next year and he's upset about twenty three million, then you franchise him for whatever's gonna be somewhere around thirty million and he's still upset. If he doesn't play well at twenty three million and he doesn't play well at thirty million, all he's doing is hurting it's, himself.
3: Yeah, but it's but not, he's not playing well himself. it's 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 so what are you gonna do with your team? Okay. You're the general man. You're Chris Greer. I think I have a pretty good team, mm-hmm. and I think that we'll get a couple of the kinks straightened out. We're going to go places. Two, I got to see it for one more season from you. Okay. Well, I'm not coming to camp. I'm not doing any off-season stuff with all these great teammates that you have. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a little more difficult for you to believe that we've got something special going into the 2024 season because. I was patient. I was a good guy. Mm -hmm. I saw what Joe Burrow was getting. I saw what Justin Herbert was getting. And guess what I did? I went out. I wasn't injured for a single game. I led the league in passing. And now you want me to play good soldier again? I'll be out there. I'll play. I like playing football. I'm not doing any of the offseason stuff. I'm not doing any of the training camps. You're not going to see me. And then you have to decide when you're Chris Greer, okay, well, is that is that a risk I want to take? You know what I mean? So it's not like, hey, Salty, I'm going to go out there and play poorly. Yeah. But it's what effect does that have on the team in totality if your main cog is isn't an active participant in getting you there.
0: Yeah, and I think and I am with you though, because now the offseason workouts, the continuity, you have Tyreek there, you have Waddle there, you have Raheem there. You have the guys that are locked in and now Tua's holding out. I honestly, and this is this is the ugly side of football. I don't think Tua's is built like that. Right, I don't either. I think Tua's is gonna be there day one. He's gonna if it starts at seven, he's gonna be there at five thirty waiting for guys to walk in the locker room. I don't think you're going to big man me, and I don't think you're going to try to, to play hardball with me. So why am I going to pay you too soon? And I do think it's too soon for Tua because of the fact that if, if they would have played, if they would have beat Buffalo week, week, two of the, I mean week 18 of the season, Hawk, they would have played Buffalo again. Even if Buffalo beat them, they got knocked out round one. But the game was 45-42. Tua would have showed me something. And it was a home game because you won a game that you needed to win. Tua would have showed me something. Tua, in my mind, is looking right now like what Dak Prescott kind of looks like. You can be an MVP candidate, but when crunch time comes, like we've seen with Dak for the last three years, when crunch time comes, playoff football comes, you're going to have a dud and your team's going to get knocked out, just like they did. The Cowboys just got knocked out and got ran off the field by Green Bay. But Solana's brought it up a million times, Daniel Jones. What has Daniel
3: Jones shown you? Dude got paid. And at some point, Mike Florio asked the good question. If he were to hit the open market, is he getting fifty mil a season? I think he does. True. I think there are enough teams out there who are devoid of a quarterback who look at the leading passer in the league and they say, "Yeah, why? Why wouldn't I give him
0: what top-rated quarterbacks are getting right now?" Atlanta pops in my mind: Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. You put Tua in Atlanta. And again,
3: it's not going to happen this season. He's under contract or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, that that could be, you know, hey, Bill Belichick, come down here, bide your time for one season because we're going to get you a quarterback. It might be Justin Fields. It might be Tua. I mean, what would you do? Solana, like, what, what would you do?
4: I don't know. And by the way, Daniel Jones is a playoff win. No, 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 I understand that. I understand that. I, I don't know. Guys, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I am i don't know because, like Crowder, you were saying at the beginning of this hour, the question is not, hey, are these guys good enough? Is okay. If if you don't feel like they are, who's better than them? Who are that's, you replacing that's, and, yeah, the problem. that's better than them? And I think Zach Gelb had told us that he envisions McDaniel and Tua together at this point, where if you're going to move on from one, at what, whether it's this offseason, which I don't think any of us believe that, or in the future, you're going to end up moving on from both of them. They're they're conjoined now at the hip. And I don't know. I mean, you look at Tua, and he's going to come to Chris Greer with his representation and say, look at these stats. Number one in, in passer rating or number one in yards, number one in QBR, number one in all the uh, – number one offense, and you're not going to pay me? How are you not going to and, pay me?
3: And what was the biggest concern going into this season? Health. Injury. Can he stay healthy? Yeah. Right. Hey, by the way, I don't think any quarterback – was as healthy as I was during the entirety of the season. Like, man, I did everything you asked of me. Oh,
0: there's an argument on both sides. So, like you said, is he worth $50 million a year? What he's done, especially postseason right now with the injuries, with the t- game play, no. But you bring up um, Joe Burrow in his draft class. Joe Burrow's been hurt a lot. You know what I'm saying? You bring up some of these other guys. Are they worth it? Daniel Jones is not. And it's funny. Because Justin Herbert's been hurt. You always say Justin herbert hurt. Well, Hawk, you always say it's a free market. You're worth what people will pay you. Sure. So if Daniel Jones is worth forty million a year, yes, two is worth over forty million a year if the market bears it. Easy. But has he earned in his career a two hundred seventy-eight million dollar contract? That's where it, 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 it. I can't say yes that he's earned three hundred million dollars, but he's better than Daniel Jones, who's making forty.
4: Yeah, it's simple, right? The stats show that he is he is worth what the market is willing to pay for his caliber of quarterback. There's no question about it, but if you're the general manager and you're the Miami Dolphins, you're Stephen Ross signing the check, okay, fine, the market dictates what he should be getting paid, but are we going to pay that? Because can he win a playoff game? Can he take you to the promised land? That's the question. And I don't I don't think Chris Greer or any of us have the answer that we all want to have the answer,
3: right? Like well, I ask you, would you rather have next season Russell Wilson or Tua? Tua. Solana? With, with the Dolphins, right? With the roster yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, Mike yeah, McDaniel? Yeah, yep. yeah it's, yep. it's yep. Tua.
4: It's Tua for sure. But that doesn't mean I, I'm. I love that answer, but yes, it
0: is Tua. Yeah. But you didn't know if you could make a baby until you made a baby. Right, Peyton
3: Manning couldn't win a Super Bowl nope. until he won a Super Bowl. That's
0: what it was. Like it took him years to do it yeah. in Indy. Yeah, with those with yeah. those stellar teams they yep. had, he kept getting his ass whooped by yep. Brady. Yep. And then he got that one year. So I don't want you know, to say he's the two is Peyton, but you don't know if you can win a Super Bowl team you win a Super Bowl. But still, I'm t- huh. if they would have competed against. The the Buffalo Bills week eighteen and they competed Baltimore Uh, KC like there were there were
3: myriad opportunities for Tua to do everything that he did this season and say look here's your playoff win or here's your home playoff game or like I get he did everything except this one really important thing which leaves us now as the biggest loser franchise because Detroit was able to do what he was unable to do. I get it, man. But, but,
4: but, Hawk, and I agree with you. Peyton Manning, Beasley last week brought up Drew Brees, right, where it took him time. He didn't get to a Super Bowl to what, the 10th, 11th year, and then he became one of the best quarterbacks of this era. But if you're going to bring up those examples, you can also bring up, look at the Rams with Jared Goff. They got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, who, by the way, is showing us he can be elite. Right, Crowder? That's your boy all season long. But what did they do? They decided, hey – He's never going to take us to where we want to go. They go, they trade for Matthew Stafford. Next year, Next year, they won a Super Bowl with somebody else. And I, again, I don't know who somebody else is right now. I don't think there is anybody else. But if you're going to use those examples of guys who take time to get to where you need them to get to, you can also point to a myriad of other examples of teams cutting bait with somebody that they believed in but just didn't believe in enough and go found their guy and won a Super Bowl anyways, or won a playoff game at least.
0: Char- Chargers cut bait with Drew Brees to go to Phillip Rivers. Drew Brees goes on to be great, and Phillip went on. Didn't yep. Super Bowl, but Phillip went on to be great. You talk about Jerry Goff in L.A. They lose, they get Matt Stafford, they win next year. Is there an upgrade out there that we get rid of Tua, he comes in, and that quarterback now leads the Dolphins to a playoff win or a Super Bowl? I'll just say appearance, AFC title, something like that. Well, you tell
3: me, is there someone out there who you think might be available? Because Justin Fields might be available, Russell Wilson will be available. So, like, you know, you can't do, oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's not available. Yes. So someone who might be available Do you see that upgrade out there?
0: No. It is not going to be a Carson Wentz. It's not going to be one of Nick Foles. uh, Joe Flacco, what happened with the Browns. We saw the Texans wore their ass out the other night. There's not – to be honest, it will be a C.J. Stroud situation.
3: But he's not available. You have to find someone in the draft.
0: Dre Make, Michael Penix Jr., Caleb Williams. It would have to be something of that nature, but – Do I want to get rid of a proven who is a Pro Bowl quarterback this year in Tua? Led the league in passing. Led the NFL in passing. Top five in all categories. Passing percentage amazing in totality. We know the last three weeks fell off. So do I get rid of him to bring in Drake May? I wouldn't. Michael Penix? I wouldn't. uh, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner? I just can't. I can't in my heart say those guys are going to be better than Tua. I don't think there is a rookie class quarterback. I just named five of them. There's no way any of those five lead the NFL in passing next year. Tua just did it.
3: We, uh, we will have this discussion solved by the 6 o'clock. I'm, I'm convinced that we will have the Tua situation solved by 6 o'clock tonight. So, uh, honestly, don't go anywhere because <laughs> we're just, I mean, we are on the cusp, the precipice. Of solving all this. I hope Chris Greer is listening. We will have a definitive answer for you on to uh by six o'clock tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Roll down the road with me. Not you. even gonna
3: be here at six. Uh, I'm tape sorry. the
0: last segment. I'm gonna be out here at 520. Oh man at six. Good luck, fellas. <laughs> this is the Hawk and Crowder show. Shake well, what your mama gave you. Hawk and Crowder.
3: Here's one of the responses that you get on the text machine when you talk about Tua. And I don't know how you can ever disprove this. Somebody texts in, with Tyreek Hill, Hockman would be top five in passing.
0: And I, and I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a little b- <sighs> Garrett Garrett Wilson is a top receiver in this league. He's a monster. Zach Wilson is terrible. Right. Having a great receiver doesn't
3: necessarily translate no. to having record numbers. In fact, it's why you see receivers getting angry at quarterbacks the second half of the season. Stephon Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen, they couldn't get things going right. So it,
0: it doesn't guarantee it. Devontae Adams. Why didn't Devontae Adams make the, the who, Garoppolo and Autumn boys in, in Vegas? Why didn't Deon, De, 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 Devontae Adams who I would say, honestly, just pure X receiver, is better than Tyreek. I know Tyreek can do a lot he's fast as hell, but Devontae Adams right there with him. Why can't Devontae Adams make a quarterback when he plays with so many? That, I see what they're saying. He did add to his numbers. He led the, led the league in receiving. In any, any quarterback is made better
3: by having good weapons like that, but that's not a knock on the quarterback. Like, no. Any quarterback is made better by having good weapons. The question is, how much better? Right? So does... Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell make Tua from the twentieth best quarterback
0: in the league to top seven? Top five? Yeah. I know like like there's not, there's not a receiving core that makes a guy the number one passing yard leader in the NFL. Right, unless
3: unless it is all yak, but it wasn't. No. It really
0: wasn't with him. He was throwing deep. Yards for completion, yards per attempt. Texter, go look it up. Tua's right up there, top three in all of those. He's not just throwing screens all game. He's letting the ball fly. Hence, the only touchdown they scored in the playoff game was a 55-yard bomb. That's what happened. Tua can throw the ball. Which happened
3: to be a great catch by Tyreek Hill, though. It wasn't the the
0: greatest throw in the world. Tom Brady. His best year, it's crazy to say, Hawk. Oh, Randy Moss is on my team. Now right. I throw for 50 touchdowns. Right. I'm going to throw for 35 no matter what. I can throw for 50 when Moss gets there. I'm not saying Tyreek is, I mean, uh, Tua is Tom Brady. But why did Tom Brady's numbers go up? Because he had Randy Moss. So to your point, I agree with you. But don't say he led the NFL in passing yards because of his weapons. He still has to throw the ball. Because that argument
3: would lead you to the conclusion that if you insert Mike White in that offense and you've got him under contract, it's not a lot of money. If you insert Mike White in there, he will have Tua's numbers. And I don't think you will. You wouldn't. You saw it right? last year. Teddy Bridgewater,
4: Skylar Thompson. They didn't look like Tua when he was healthy last year.
3: So I, I, I don't – again – I'm not saying that Tyreek doesn't make a quarterback better because he does. But I don't think having a great receiving core automatically makes a quarterback the
0: leading passer in the league. You talked about it. You have, I forget the numbers. They were still impressive. This, this year was Patrick Mahomes' statistical worst year of his career. Yeah. Why? because they skimped on his receiving core. Kadarius Tony and Raymond Rice, whatever the hell his name is, they're not Tyreek Hill. Tyreek comes down here and makes Tua look better. Tyreek left there and Patrick Mahomes looked worse.
3: Yes, it but, it, it correlates. But Patrick Mahomes statistically bad year was over 4000 yards passing. Has a playoff win already this yes. season like so you can't you can't extrapolate in my opinion and I'm not trying to diminish what having a Tyreek Hill means or a Jalen Waddle, But you cannot extrapolate leading the league in passing by saying, oh, it's because of the receivers. Now, throw in all the variables. Decent protection, mm-hmm. good head coaching. And again, I know this isn't the week to talk about it, but Mike McDaniel, his play calling at the beginning of the season was accounting for a lot of yards. Yep. So you throw in two good healthy receivers when Hill and Waddle were healthy on both sides, good inventive play calling, then you throw in an accurate quarterback. All that adds up to it, but you can't diminish what Tua means in that recipe, in my opinion, because then you could just plug and play any quarterback with and receivers, and and but we've seen it. Like you don't get those results. You
0: won't. And even I, I could go on and on. Uh, what's the, the the Steeler guy, George Pickens? Yeah, he's a monster. But Mason Rudolph's throwing him the ball, and he's never going to be a Pro Bowl receiver with that. So a receiver can make a quarterback, but also look at the great receivers in the league that have no quarterback, and they really can't go crazy because that guy can't get them the ball. So back, it it, it it's back and forth, Hawk. A a great quarterback needs a great receiver, and you can do special things. Like Tua did, like you're saying, Hawk, over the last almost a month. It's hard to argue this, but let's see the season in totality. Over this season, Tua went crazy, and the receivers went crazy with Tua throwing the ball. Tua went crazy with good receivers catching his balls. That's what happened.
3: Told you we'd have this solved by 6 o'clock. I think we might have this solved by 4 o'clock. What happened? Four o'clock hour is coming up.
0: You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder
3: show. Point
0: las pilas. Hawk and Crowder.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?